welcome to the Passion Vista podcast. I'm your host, Neetu Singh. And today we have a very special guest joining us, very talented vocalist, Annie Minogue. She's a luminary force behind the Annie Minogue band, a musical identity that has ignited stages with a gripping fusion of rock, pop, sensibility, and blues. Annie, we are thrilled to have you here today and excited to hear your insights and experiences. Let's dive into this engaging conversation on Passion Vista podcast. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. So excited. I've been excited all week. Oh, we be too excited. We are glad to see you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, what questions do you have for me today? Be happy to uh, dive into Inside My Musical Odyssey. Amazing. We would like to definitely know more about your amazing musical journey that you have come so far beautifully. So, you know, if you could get, give us more insights on your journey in music, which seems to be deeply rooted in your family background. How did the musical legacy in your family shape your love for music that ultimately your career path? Oh, yeah. Well, that's it all started with my papa. My father is a uh, songwriter and a singer and a producer and just a wonderful inspiration for me and my whole entire family. He produced, his name is uh, Dennis Minogue, is his real name. Oh, and wow. But he's also known as Terry Cashman. And he started back in the Chevrons uh, when he was 16 years old. He was signed to record deal and was singing uh, with the Chevrons and then grew into um, Cashman, Pastillion West, uh, his, his other uh, songwriting partners in that group. And that became, once Pastillion left, that became Cashman West. And they produced uh, all of the Jim Croce records, um, wow. which are beautifully done, yes. And my cousin is also, did all the string arrangements. Um, and we just have a very, very musical musical family. My sister and my brother-in-law are also in a group called The Violent Mind, which is amazing. New album, I'm gonna do a little pitch for them here. That's an new entire album. family of musicians. The entire family, <laughs> yeah. Their new album comes out in 2024. Uh, White Knight, it's great. I've been working with them, singing backgrounds with them and helping, you know, book some shows for them as well. And my cousin is also a musician. She's great country Americana artist. Um, Kat Lewis, she's in Country City. So it's just, we're, we're, we're a very, very musical family and there was no doubt that this would be where I would land. It's in my blood. Uh, this was my career path. And you know, it was a very positive career path, um, you know, via my father for sure. So that's that's really beautiful. And I think that, you know, this actually would have been your hobby since your childhood. So we would like to more understand about this. And he said, at what age did you actually start singing? And you actually were introduced to music. Well, this will shock you a little bit. I started out as a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> So singing wasn't really in the forefront of my mind. I started out as a drummer, just as simple on a snare drum. It wasn't anything big. Uh, my father thought that I had a little bit of talent going on there. So he decided to explore that a little bit. But uh, that soon fell by the wayside. I realized that I was never going to be one of the greats, you know. And then um, I went to the uh, High School of Music and Art. Uh -huh. And I auditioned and I got in. Wow. And I 
was taking guitar lessons and piano lessons and singing and writing my own songs. And I just thought, oh, I can go in and be any kind of major I want. And when I got there, they were like, no, you can't. So I was like, oh boy, all right. So we have a lot of great guitar players and a lot of, uh, you know, wonderful piano players, and that's not going to be your major. And I went, okay. So I ended up in uh, the orchestra playing viola uh -huh. and did that for about a year and a half and then realized that wasn't for me. So I, I changed my major and, and became a vocalist instead. And uh, the rest is kind of uh, history. There it is. I, I, I really learned to develop my instrument. That became my major instrument along with writing songs and again I still played guitar used mm -hmm. to play it all. we used to have a very musical Christmas party my father would have these huge Christmas parties where everybody would come and then he would start the night playing guitar and singing and then I would go up next and play guitar and sing and then my cousin it was great it was great very musical very musical wonderful night Lovely, lovely. That would have been an amazing treasure of memories you carry along with you since your childhood. Yes, wonderful. Oh, lovely, lovely. So we would like to know more about that sound is a fusion of various influences. So could you tell us more about how these influences have shaped the band's distinctive style and sonic identity? Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll quote Joan Jett. I love rock and roll. So I always wanted to be I always <laughs> a rock singer. Um, there was never any question in my mind. I didn't start that way, by the way. I started more as a folk singer. Uh -huh. Developed into being a rock and roll singer, getting the power, getting the strength, really working on my instrument and practicing and listening to those icons and artists that I grew up with and that I loved. Wow. You know, the, the Rolling Stones and... You know a little bit of, of Fleetwood Mac and now more recently uh you know within the past 20 years you know Black Crows I love those bands Aerosmith um you know Led Zeppelin all of those bands are amazing and have influence and are in the musical lexicon that we have today and have influenced all the other artists that you hear today oh. and I started in another band I'll go back a little bit I started in another band called Ghost of a God uh -huh. um, lovely a little bitty thing and um we toured and we had a few records out uh, our last record was released in japan and in germany mm -hmm. and that's where i really honed my skills at becoming a rock and roll singer so when that ended i felt that i needed to do something else and a little bit different musically because i felt that in that group my voice wasn't really being heard even though i was the lead vocalist as an artist and mm -hmm. as a songwriter so I formed my own group and ended up taking my, who's now my partner, Nick Zaya, who is the drummer in that band, became my partner. And we started writing and developed the Annie Minogue band. And uh, it's been wonderful. And it started out, I would say the first two albums kind of had more of a singer songwriter feel to it uh, because Ghost of a God was pretty hard more on not hard rock but on the harder edge right that than what right. i started doing after yeah not heavy metal or anything like that but it was just a harder rock sound so i wanted something that defined me more as an artist and that spoke to me so oh. i started 
different songs. And it's, it's very funny. I will tell you, tell you a little bit of a story. Mm-hmm. Once my first album came out, I remember that the guitar player in Ghost of God, who had, was also my songwriting partner back then, said to me, this is the best thing you've ever done, better than anything we could have ever done together. Super. I thought that was the greatest compliment that I could ever get. And he unfortunately has passed away, but it's really made me, I will never, I will never forget what he said to me. That was very heartfelt and made me feel proud of where I was going musically. And again, my first album was more of a singer songwriter. And then it kind of merged, started to get more rock and roll in the second. And then we really found our groove in the third record. And it became a mixture of just rock, pop and blues. Oh, wow, wow. That's really been amazing. And we also know that uh, both Fair Play and It's All Relative blend music with social causes and family celebration. So what inspired you to merge music with these impactful initiatives and how do you see music role affecting social change? Great question. Uh, let me let me go back. Um, I've always been an advocate of social causes. Uh, it's very important to use your music for good. Correct. So how that started, I'll go back a little bit. I will get to that question, but I'm going to go back if you don't mind a little bit. We've, my sister and I have done other benefits and shows like that before. Uh Started with 9-11. And we put together, yeah, a huge benefit with another friend of mine. And we had other artists on the bill as well in New York City to help and raise money for the New York City Fire Department and Police Department. They were so helpful and instrumental of getting this city back together because I am from the Bronx originally. So is my sister. Uh And I've lived in New York City, went to school in New York City my whole life, other than a stint in Boston, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Uh And it's my home and I love it. And my city was in trouble. So we needed to, as as the world was, but- city was hit very 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 hard as you know right yeah oh we had to do something and my sister and i put together this benefit to help raise money and we raised ten thousand dollars for the police department and the fire department and we were so excited and proud of that so when the new political regime came in i won't delve too far into that because i know there are both sides of the fence and it can get very heated but when my sister and I saw kids in cages was happening with immigration in this country we had to do something the image shocking yes that we were so angry that we knew no way to help and to make an impact other than what it is that we do and that's music So she said, we got to do something, Annie, what can we do? And I said, I got an idea. Okay. She said, let's do, let's do a benefit. And I said, I know somebody who could help us. And I went to a great friend who is a production manager for a lot of big bands and a musician himself named Rennie Pincus. 
And I said, Rennie, would you help us put this together? And he's, you know, we explained, we had a meeting. He said, I'm in. So we developed this whole series. My sister came up with a great um, name for the concert series, Fair Play, which is based on a Van Morrison song. She's so great with coming up with titles of things and even yeah. helping with this podcast, the, t- the title, Inside My Musical Odyssey. Okay. She helped with that. So we decided to put this whole thing together and just work. The city winery got involved. They, they love uh, social causes like this and got involved and got behind us. And we were able to put a great night together with amazing artists. Correct, yeah. So we'll be really, you know, more happy if you could share a few more memories of yours with the amazing band you actually formed. Oh, uh, my band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to say one more thing about the concert series, if you don't mind. Yeah. It's, all, it's All Relative is another concert series that my sister and I have developed, which kind of came out of a, a idea that I had called Minogue Madness. Yeah. And then again, because my sister's so great at these new titles and taglines, she said, oh, let's change it to be a little more updated. And I said, fantastic. And she came up with It's All Relative. And it's a concert series with my band, her band, and my cousin's band, which has been very successful. We've done four shows now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Amazing. Yeah, we want to expand that going forward with other family members to include their music in our shows. That's our that's our vision for it. So I just wanted to mention and give a little props out to It's All Relative. So. Wow, three shows. That's, that's really you. amazing that you're doing so Annie, your upcoming album, Suburbia, seems to encapsulate various emotions and stories. Can you share the inspiration behind this album and how it reflects moments in life, complexities and simplicities? Absolutely. I'm really excited about this new album. I loved our previous album, but this one is going to be something, I think. I hope anyway. Um it's kind of going back to, I wanted the this album to showcase where we are now as a band and as an artist, which is much more rock and blues. The previous album, as great as it was, Tripping the Velvet, was more produced and more polished, I felt. This is more raw and just really says who we are, which is a rock and roll band. That, that's, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to portray to the world. Um, that's who I am as an artist. That's how my artistry is expressed. And suburbia kind of links back to a simpler time. I won't say a better time, but I'll say a simpler time. And that's kind of what I wanted the music and the title and the artwork to reflect. Correct. Yeah. Bring us back to when things were a little bit easier. And technology didn't control our world and families ate dinner together and things were just a little bit more chill, as they say. So I wanted the music to kind of reflect that back. We're trying to hearken rock and roll in the 70s a little bit. So we're trying to get to get that, but still stay modern. Correct. Yes. That's all of that. Yeah. And the songs all have, we have a, we have a song uh, called Now, which will probably be our next single. We do have two singles released in Europe from the album, which are Sandbox and uh, Real Close Up. 
but our next single will probably be now. And that really is a reflection of the times that we're living in, especially the political landscape. So right. excited about that. Wow, wow, that's really amazing. And we really wish you all the very best for this beautiful album that you're releasing. And we would definitely okay. like to tune in with this amazing uh, album. So we're waiting for the release now. As soon as it's done, you'll be the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to share it with you. Really kind. Share with your audience. Yes. All right. So are reflecting on your experience in the music industry. You advocate for authenticity. How have you managed to stay true to yourself in an industry that often pushes artists in different directions? It does, especially, uh, it's, it's hard to, especially women, it's, it's really hard to be um, real and authentic because there are amazing artists out there that get sucked into a genre that they don't exactly feel fits them, but it will sell, they're told it will sell records. So it's really about not basing everything on that bottom line and being true to yourself and authentic and releasing music that means something to you and means something to the world and means something to audiences because audiences can spot a fake a million miles away. And I'm a rock singer. I've never claimed to be anything else. I can't be an opera singer. I would love to be a blues singer, but quite frankly, I don't have the chops. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really don't. I would love to be a badass blues singer, but I can't. So, you know, I try to incorporate the skills that I have and the artistry that I have and the musicality that I have into what it is that I love and the what it is that I can actually do. So rock and roll is it for me. And I have been told by people, well, maybe you should do a country album. Oh. I can write country songs, but I don't have a country voice. It's never going to translate ever. And I've sung on some country songs and it still sounds like a rock <laughs> singer singing country songs. <laughs> oh, you know. That's a whole other genre and a whole other thing. And, and, uh, and it's wonderful, but I'm just no good at it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be relatable. People wouldn't believe that, but all of a sudden now I'm a country artist. So You know what the amazing thing about you is, you know, what is your strength and you just love working on your strength. That's really wonderful. Because very few musicians actually, you know, know that and they're working on it. So if you're doing a great work, I would like to definitely say that to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm proud of what we do. Um, I've never again claimed to be anything else. I do what I do and hopefully people will relate and hopefully people will love it. That, that's all I can really hope for. I put it out there and hopefully it, it, it comes back uh, with good vibes. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, you know, Annie, I, I'm pretty sure that journey throughout this endeavor would not have been easy for you. You would have gone through a lot of ups and downs and, you know, a roller coaster ride. So definitely we would like to know more about this roller coaster journey that you've been through. Sure. This, this and any of the arts are not for the faint of heart. You have to have a tough skin. Because you're not going to be told yes all the time. 
And I tell, I was a, I was fortunate enough to be a Grammy mentor this year. Oh, wow. And, wow. That's really yeah. wonderful and wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it was a lot of fun. And I, and my mentee was such a lovely, beautiful girl who's in college right now. And she's trying to find oh. her way and trying to decide what's best for her. And she's really interested in production and she's really interested in engineering, but she's also a singer. Down moments, she really was, and doubting herself and not feeling confident. And I told her, you just, look, you're going to have bad days. I have bad days. Everybody has bad days. Central. Everyone tell me yes all the time. Yes. I had get a lot of no's more than I get yeses. I'll tell you that right now. Good. For whatever reason. And it doesn't mean that we didn't like the music or sometimes it does mean that sometimes people like it just doesn't it's not the fit for me this is not what i do this is not this is not the kind of artist i represent it's not the kind of artist i book uh some people you know, would be like you know not really my not really my game it's just not i'm not feeling it i'm not relating to it i'm not getting it okay <laughs> then those are the people that right those are the people that you don't work with because if right. they don't get as an artist why would you bother to work with them you want people that are excited you want people that ah i get this this is what she's trying to say this is good i really like this and there have been as many people that have said that as have said no but you have to have a tough skin otherwise you're, you're never going to make it that that's that's my advice if, if you get into this business you got to know it's music business for a reason and you have to know that it's going to be hard my path hasn't been any easier than anybody else's just because I have a father that was in the business or anything else. Nepotism doesn't matter. I've worked really hard for everything that I've achieved that I will continue to work hard and, and get as many experiences and opportunities as I can on my own steam. So that's, that, that's very true. That's absolutely I, something we've gone to. Very nice. All right, uh, moving forward. What advice do you have for aspiring musicians navigating this landscape? First and foremost, be authentic to yourself and to your music. Because again, an audience can tell a fake a mile away and it's not going to translate. You have to be believe in yourself. And I know that that's hard. Again, I, you know, I'm subject to it too. Sometimes I just feel, ugh, can I... And I keep doing this, you know, it's not, I feel like it's moving forward and, and am I getting out of this, everything that I want to get out of? And I, my questions are answered in an instant when I'm with my band, I go to rehearsal and all of that other stuff fades away because I hear the music that we're making. And as long as you have faith and belief in yourself, you can do anything. You really can. It is yeah. true. Yes, yes, that's that's extra, very true, and I completely agree with you on that. Any, while we are very close to ending the podcast, we would like to know what is your music mantra that you would like to tell us to our audience. Again, just go out there, give it your all, stay true to yourself, stay true to your audience. Uh, give it everything you have and you're going to get back tenfold. So that, that that's what I believe in. Just, just keep going, keep trucking, as they say. Yes. Keep so. going. That's, that's very important. You get success will only come to you while you keep going. 
because uh, I always believe in a code which says effort is important, but knowing where to make an effort makes all the difference. So if you understand this uh, code very deeply, you will be uh, actually getting to know that it's important that you know what is your strength, what is your weakness, and you, you keep working on it. You're going to win one day for sure, like Aryani Minog. As we move on to our another question, so any we have for you, the chemistry between a singer and guitarist is often deemed essential in rock and roll. How did you find that nurture and chemistry within the any Minog band? It's a great question. Uh, I'd love to answer that. This is my favorite question of all the questions you've, you've asked, Hi. actually. I'm very, very fortunate to have one of the best guitar players on the planet. I love it when he hears this, but he's amazing. His name is Nunzio Signore. We've been working together for over 20 years now, mm -hmm. and he is just outstanding. He gets, he brings such a wonderful passion to the music, not only because some of the songs we do write together as a band, which forms our musical chemistry, which is very, very important, because guys in my band are truly the best, which is Nunzio Signore on guitar, Nick Saya on drums, who's also my partner, amazing songwriter and producer in his own right, Brian Carp, incredible bass player. And we just gel the four of us together. It's wonderful. We also have a keyboard player as well from time to time, but the band is really the four of us and it's just an incredible unit. And we generally like each other. We're just really friends and that's why we get along. And that comes off to the audience when we're on stage, you can tell, you know, there's not a lot of bickering and all that that they have in a lot of the groups. So you can tell, not that we always all get along, but we do have, you know, disagreements now and again, but we generally just are all on the same page, which is very important. And I've always wanted to have a guitar player and get that chemistry between a singer and guitar player, like a rock, you know, a Robert Plant and a Jimmy Page, um, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, and Aerosmith just kind of get that chemistry going and and it and it works. You know, it's it's between, you know, a a male and a female, but it's just as powerful and and just as captivating. So I'm very, very fortunate musically and personality-wise, it just all clicks. Yes, 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 yes. Because I think chemistry matters a lot. If you have a good team, you have a good chemistry with your team and your band members, I think that's the big, big win-win situation. And when, because we actually enjoy while we're playing and that's what the listeners and the people around us are enjoying. And that is what we can actually feel in your music, which is absolutely amazing. So uh, thank, thank you, you so much for giving us such great music, Annie. We really thought of it and we're a big, big fan of you. And so is my entire team looking forward for your new album, which we definitely like to hear uh, very fast, very soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, it'll be ready in 2024. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It was absolutely a pleasure, pleasure to be with you today and hosting you at our very own show that is podcast by Passion Lusa. And that concludes our conversation with the incredibly talented Annie Minog from the Annie Minog Thank Band. Thank you so much, Annie, for sharing your journey, insights, and passion for music with us today. 
It was truly inspiring to hear about the influence of your family, background, the fusion of musical styles in your band sound, the musical initiatives you are involved in, and the authenticity you bring to the music industry. We wish you continued success with your upcoming album, uh, Suburbia, and all your future endeavors. Thank you for being a fantastic guest on the Passion Vista podcast. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely a pleasure. And here we come to the end. It was absolutely a pleasure, a pleasure, a pleasure to be with you today, Annie. We've got to know more insights about you, about your journey, your music, uh, the great work you're doing for the society, for a cause. Thank you so much for being actually a great human being because before you start anything, it's important that you are a good human. Then only actually you can give back to the society. And uh, as a social activist, I'll call you a social activist because you are singing for a cause. You're singing for people. You want them to learn to actually change their lives, which is very, very, very inspirational. So we really admire the great work you're doing. Thank you so much for rubbing with us today. I'm sure our listeners are going to learn a lot about your inside journey and they'll be taking a lot of insights from your instrumental journey with us. So let's say, uh, right, pleasure to be with you. So now we are, as we are ending it, so we'll say a goodbye to our very own Annie Minogue. Stay tuned with us listeners because we have very soon Coming up with new people, new things. Stay tuned at Passion with the Podcast. And that concludes our conversation with the incredibly talented Annie Minog from the Annie Minog Band. Thank you so much, Annie, for sharing your journey, insights, and passion for music with us today. It was truly inspiring to hear about the influence of your family background the fusion of musical styles in your band sounds, the meaningful initiatives you're involved in, and the authenticity you bring to the music industry. We wish you continued success with your upcoming album, Suburbia, and all your future endeavors. Thank you for being a fantastic guest for Fashionista Podcast. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with remarkable individuals right here on the Passion Vista podcast.